You're listening to Messages from the Middle. I'm Wendy Parrish. This is episode number 44, Sneaky Ugly Thoughts. Have you noticed that people don't usually share their struggles until they're over? It's not until they've defeated their dragon and marched victoriously home that they share their story. Well, I'm not one of those people. My name is Wendy Parrish, and I am in the middle of my story. From the middle, I've learned a few things, and I would like to bring you into my story. This is the good, the struggle, the light, the dark, and the lessons learned. This is Messages from the Middle. Hello and welcome to Messages from the Middle. I'm your host, Wendy Parrish. This is a mental health podcast where we look at mental health through a holistic lens from emotional, spiritual, and physical to create a mind and body that's open to the experiences of humanity and this one life that we get to live. This week on the podcast, I want to talk about something that I've noticed coming up a lot in my life from either things I hear people say, clients say, friends, family, acquaintances, and thoughts that come up in my mind. (laughs) It made me think of this phrase my friend and I have. um, The phrase is sneaky hot, which is we use that to describe a person who usually a celebrity who upon like first glance, you don't really think much of them. But then upon like, I don't know, seeing how they are in the movie or whatever, they begin to show you that they actually are hot. And the same, the opposite is also true. Have you ever seen a person, actor, musician, whatever, and you're like, ooh, they're good looking. But then through their actions, things that they do, they suddenly aren't so good looking anymore. Okay, trust me, stay with me. That made sense. It does. Because let me tell you what we're going to talk about. The same thing is true with our thoughts. We have what I like to call sneaky, ugly thoughts. These are the thoughts that sound pretty. They're what we believe are pretty and good and even righteous or justified thoughts. But what they really are is a great way to keep us from showing up as our best selves. They seem understandable and they may even really seem like they're a truth, like a truth to us. But in reality, these thoughts are painful. These thoughts keep you stuck and they set us up for failure because they don't create the feelings that will move you into productive action. I'm guilty of many of these. I'm sure as I go through the list, you'll notice a few that maybe show up in your own thoughts. And as I talk about these thoughts, I want you to have an open mind and be willing to question them when they come up. And I think the most important thing to do is as I talk about some of these thoughts, notice if that is one of your thoughts. Awareness is always step number one to any kind of progress or change. I'm going to start with the should thoughts. These are pretty much any thought that has the word should or shouldn't in them. I should be better at this. I should be farther along. I should be thinner. I should have lost the weight by now. I should be happy. I shouldn't say those things. I shouldn't eat this thing. 
or many times we relate them to other people. They shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't say that to me. They should treat me like this. They should be grateful. Now, let me be clear. I am not saying that you allow anyone to mistreat you. But the truth is that saying that someone else should or shouldn't do a thing is arguing with reality when it's something that they are doing. They're doing it. So focusing on what they should, again, or shouldn't do keeps you stuck and unable to move forward. They're doing the thing. So what can you do about it? What are you capable of doing? How do you get back in your own power? And when you say should things about yourself, you are in a place of self-judgment. Just pause and think about it. I shouldn't eat that. I should be happier. Saying I should is a version of criticism and judgment. When you say should, you aren't motivated or excited to make the change. You're just stuck and stagnant. When I think of a phrase, a should phrase, I think of something like, well, I should do something. And I just envision me sitting on the couch like I should go work out and then watch the next episode on Netflix, right? Like how many times do you say you should, but you don't? So just notice that. Pay attention to any of your should or shouldn't thoughts. Here's another one. I just want my kids to be happy, or I just want my family to be happy, or whoever. I just want my partner to be happy. Fill in the blank with the person. The truth is, everyone isn't happy all the time. This thought creates a version of us that's manipulating and people-pleasing and trying to control the people in our lives. Can you see how that's possible? I just want my family to be happy. So mothers, what do you do when you're thinking that thought? I just want my partner to be happy. So what do you do when you're thinking that thought? And I'm willing to bet a lot of those actions are more, again, manipulative, controlling, and people-pleasing then they are actually out of a genuine concern for someone else's well-being. And the truth of the matter is, everyone's not happy all the time. And happy isn't the goal. I did an entire episode on this. And we can talk about it more at length. You can go back and listen to it. Happy is an elevated emotion. And it's great. But you don't want to be happy all the time. I'm going to steal Jody Moore's podcast name. There's something that's actually better than happy. And that is the ability to accept and feel and acknowledge all the emotions at the right time. So when something bad happens, we are allowed to feel sad. When we lose someone or something, we are allowed to grieve. When someone does something that is frustrating, we are allowed to feel frustrated. 
going for happy all the time looks a little something like avoidant, just avoiding everything. Basically sitting on the couch, watching Netflix and eating ice cream or, you know, pick your, pick your comfort thing. So instead of thinking, I just want my family to be happy, try thinking a thought like, I just want everyone to be humans who feel the whole range of emotions. And this one is a very sneaky thought because it has the word happy in it, right? And doesn't happy, isn't that just such a good word? Like, like we're all holding hands and skipping. And when we think a thought like, I just want my kids to be happy. So what if they're not happy? You are essentially giving your kids the remote control to your emotions and saying, you get to decide if I'm happy. You get to decide how I feel. Your happiness is what determines my happiness. And what if your kids aren't happy? What if they are going through life and they are struggling and they are in those hard times of life that we all need to go through? Then what? So what if we just allow the people in our lives to be whatever they need to be? In many cases, people are in a place where they aren't meant to be happy at that time. We need to allow people to be and feel whatever feelings they need to be feeling. Here's another one. I just want to be a good mom. I want to be a good dad. I just want to be a good spouse. Okay. So it's not just, I'm going to pick one and kind of go with it, but hopefully you get the gist of the thought that I'm talking about. This one sounds so good, right? Like every mom, I just want to be a good mom. (laughs) They just say it and it's like this, oh, that's so amazing. You just want to be a good mom. But once again, this thought is not creating productive momentum to actually achieve the thing you want. And here's why. Most of the time when you say things like, I just want to be a good mom, That thought is coming from a place of judgment and scarcity. It's coming from a feeling of not good enough, not doing enough, all the not enoughs. Instead of thinking, I just want to be a good mom, try on thoughts like, I'm doing the best I can. I'm a loving mom. And one that's really hard for me, but I'm really working on this one is, I am the mom my kids need. Here's another one. I just want my family to get along. I just want my kids to be best friends. Doesn't that sound so good? Doesn't that just sound like we just all get along and we get together and everything's magic and rainbows and sunshine? And when this doesn't happen, you have these this creates these thoughts of, well, how did I fail? What did I do wrong? And then you will suffer. And this again, creates actions that are controlling and manipulative or passive aggressive. We don't have control over people's thoughts or actions. You can create the most perfect environment for your family, group of friends, whatever it is, a group of people that you're working with, 
where they could all just have this magical get along experience, but you cannot reach inside somebody and control how they feel about the people in the room with them. That's not within your power. So it creates a feeling of stuck, failure, not good enough. And it doesn't produce these feelings of how can I do the best I can in this situation? So what if you were able to think thoughts like, my family is full of human beings doing the best they can. (laughs) My family is full of human beings living the human experience. That's what I really think of. I can love them no matter what. I can love them whether or not they're getting along. And let's be honest, families, large groups, close groups of people don't always get along. And how about this one? I deserve better. Or when you're thinking this thought about other people, she, he, they deserve better. This thought is a resistance of reality. And I know it sounds so good to be looking at people in hard, difficult situations and think they deserve better. To find yourself in a difficult situation and think I deserve better. But this thought puts the person, the subject of the thought in the, vic- in the position of victim. And it creates resistance and powerlessness and a feeling that it isn't fair and it should be. I always think of the line from from The Princess Bride, life is pain, highness, and anyone who says otherwise is selling something. And that's a harsh line, but it's true. It's there will be pain and there will be suffering. It will happen for you and it will happen for other people. And you want to find a thought that creates momentum, that gets you out of victim mode and helps you to find a way that you can help people that are in hard situations. Find a way to help you and get yourself out of a hard situation. But just being in victim mode puts you in a very powerless position where you are just unable to do anything about the circumstance or the situation that your life has put you in. And in many situations, that is true when it comes to children. So what can you do to help these people that are in a circumstance that has you wanting to think the thought they deserve better? So I like to think of the question, now what? So you see another person in a challenging situation. It is their circumstance. It just exists. So you see it, it's there. And instead of just being like, oh, poor them, they're a victim. The question you ask is, now what? What can I do? How do we contribute? How do we fix it? When it's you, you ask the question, now what? I want things to be better. How can I get there? Instead of, I deserve better, I want things to be better. Now what? Here's another one. And this is the one that maybe I am the most guilty of. And that is, you're capable of so much more. Or, you have so much potential. 
And that goes for saying it about yourself or about someone else. And when you are thinking that thought, it's that this person is so has so much potential. There's so much inside them. But what you are saying to yourself and what you are saying to the other person is you have not achieved what I think you should achieve. You are falling short of the mark. That thought is steeped in judgment. Because you're not here, you're down here. You're, the place where you are in life right now is not good enough. You need to do more, be more, all of that. Can you see how that is a painful thought for yourself and when you think it about others? This is a thought that creates, creates resentment and anger and discouragement and disappointment. But I just want you to notice, it sounds so hopeful, but it's actually very discouraging. And how about this one? This is just who I am. This is just part of me. This is definitely a stuck thought. I see this one show up a lot with things like, we'll use this as an example, weight loss. I, this is just who I am. I just can't. I can't lose weight. I'm just incapable of it. And that's just allowing yourself to limit your options, your possibilities, and what you are capable of. You can always choose to think something different about yourself and create actions to move you towards the evolution of the best version of you. It is always available to you. And the last one I want to talk about is the thought, I need to do better. What if there is no better you need to be seeking? Just a different version of you with different habits. Think about that. What if who you are right now is exactly who you are supposed to be and you are capable of creating another version of you that has different habits and different thoughts, not better, just, I want to say more, but I'm trying to decide how that feels on the fly. Even just transitioned or morphed. Okay. So to end the podcast, I just want to talk about what you can do with these sneaky, ugly thoughts. So yeah, what do you do with these thoughts that are not useful and that are hurting you? So first of all, notice these thoughts. Notice the next time you think or say something like, I just want to be a good mom. And think about how heavy that thought is. Think about the weight that you are picking up and putting on your back and carrying it around. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, awareness is key to any progress or change that we need to make. When you have these thoughts, your brain is thinking it's a fact. And noticing that it's a thought, it gives you your power back and allows you to work with it, think it over, and make the necessary changes that bring you to a place of progression and motivation and moving forward. So then the second thing after noticing the thought 
is to be willing to question it. And in many cases, you will be able to prove that that thought is untrue. Like the one, I just want my kids to be happy. And you can prove that that thought's untrue because we are not meant to be happy all the time. And you can say, it would be lovely if my kids were happy. I don't know. I'm trying to find a way to loosen up that thought because I know that's what we want. If our kids were all happy, wonderful, skipping, shining, bright human beings, we'd be like, phew, no problems in the world. But they are not going to get there until they go through their own gauntlet of trials. And then you decide to think something different. You don't need to keep thinking that thought. You can shift your thinking to something better. That thought, those kids deserve better, to those kids are strong and can get through this and I can help them. You can also redirect your brain. My kids are experiencing the life that they need to, and I will be here for them when they need me. My family is humans going through a human experience, and we have good times and we have bad times. And then in the end, Another thought that uh, the fourth thing in this process is to recognize the thought and realize that the pain that you experience from that thought is pain you are choosing. You may not be conscious of the choice, but it is pain you are choosing because we do have access to changing our thoughts. And it's not as simple as thought swapping. It's just not that simple. And I have talked about this at length before, and we will continue to talk about it. You need to spend a lot more time with these thoughts and noticing what they bring out in you and questioning the thought and seeing what else is true, what else you can feel. I love the question, now what? That one's really helpful. But just allowing yourself to recognize That the pain these sneaky, ugly thoughts are bringing up is pain you are choosing. I know it seems harsh, but it really does give you power. So let me know, what sneaky, ugly thoughts have you noticed coming up in your life? What kinds of things do you see that will keep you stuck and stop you from progression? And I want you to pay attention. A lot of these thoughts have what sound like such great words in them. Happy, dream, deserve. Words you'll see on a vision board. So just pay attention and see what happens and what shows up for you. And and know that you are not stuck. And you do not have to stay with these sneaky thoughts that are actually causing you a lot more suffering than you need to be dealing with. Life is hard enough without us adding to it with these sneaky, ugly thoughts. Thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate this time that we spend together each week. And I want you to know that you are loved and that you matter. No matter who you are, 
or where you are in your story. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me in the middle of my story. My theme music is White Linen by Asher Child. He's my kid. You can find all of his amazing music on all streaming platforms. And you know, it just wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't ask you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. But seriously, it would really mean so much to me if you did. Thank you so much and see you next time.